Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hello and welcome to Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan and my guest in this episode is Josh Orty. Now, despite only being 31, he seems like he's been around forever in British Speedway and has raced for the Red Car Bears, the Sheffield Tigers, the Coventry Bees, the Birmingham Brummies, the Leicester Lions, the Kingsland Stars and most notably the Scunthorpe Scorpions, which is where he's going to be having his testimonial meeting, which is the curtain raiser for British Speedway's season in 2022, the very first fixture. He's also had some success internationally, where he was the winner of the Queensland State Championship in 2010, and he did that beating Darcy Ward despite having an eye infection. The, the big one were winning the, the Queensland title, just phenomenal times and memories that that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. We'll find out more about that. Plus, he's one of the lucky riders to, at one point, have appeared in the Speedway Grand Prix in Cardiff. He got a ride out as a track reserve. We'll talk all about that and look at how his own dream meeting may look as well before the end here on Humans of Speedway. But right now, let's welcome Josh and start with that testimonial because it's been delayed, what with everything in the world. And um, finally, it's happening as the curtain raiser. You, you must be pleased to, that it's finally here. Yeah, no, I'm obviously really, really looking forward to it. It's been a long time coming, my testimonial. It's, as I said, the first staging of it, the pandemic hit. Um, and obviously, the whole of 2020 season were uh, not run. And then 2021, I, I personally chose not to, to, to run my, or stage my meeting in that season. And uh, yeah, here we are in 2022 and I'm looking forward to it. With a clean slate as well. And uh, obviously you've got a new team. We'll talk about that in a sec. But when you line up at the tapes for the first time at your testimonial, that's going to be the first time you've competed since what, June last year or something like that? So it's been a long time since you've lined up against other riders in a in a competitive heat of speedway. So you must be just like itching to get back out there on the bike and to the tapes again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm... I'm really looking forward to just getting back on a bike and enjoying my racing again, to be honest. It's 2021 were really rough for me personally in every department, really. So I just want to, you know, start afresh. Looking forward to riding for Birmingham. I loved it there in 2012 and 2013. Came really close to to winning some silverware with them. So it'd be nice to, you know, have a good, have a good year, personally. I think many fans, not just of Scunthorpe, but probably across the whole of British Speedway, were surprised to see that you were replaced having been at Scunthorpe for so long. You know, nine years is a long time, but clearly um, a change was required at, at some level in that team and and you were the one to make way. And that just really goes to show that, that Speedway is quite brutal at times, isn't it? Sport can be quite brutal, really. You can be top, top goal-scoring football 
one season and if you're not banging the goals in the next season, you dropped. It's as simple as that. It's, to me, it's, it opens your eyes up a little bit regarding things like that. Business is business. That's that's the way you've got to look at it. It's, just, it's as ruthless as that. And has, it, has it fired you up a bit more for this year? Because whilst it's your testimonial, you, you aren't, you know, you're only, what, 31 and your prime of your career, really, in, in, in many ways, you have to say. Yeah, I think sometimes you need a, a kick up the backside. And I think 2021, as as a year for me, that was a big kick up backside, as if to say, you know, you've got to, you've got to do better. I want, I want performing at the time. Everybody knows now the issues that I had, that, that I were going through. So, um, you know, it wasn't as black and white as you just, you just want performing. Obviously, if, the mental aspect to racing is just as critical as the physical aspect. The whole, the whole package surrounding the rider has to be bang on if you want to if you want to be competitive. And obviously, twenty twenty one wasn't a wasn't a great year for me. I felt that I I was trying to kind of work in a warehouse alongside my racing and. It's it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult to hold a full time job as well as as race competitively because you you know ultimately if you want to be at the top of your game, every focus has to be on winning speedway races because that's your that's your livelihood at the end of the day. If you're not performing, you're not getting the substantial income you need to be able to live. So yeah, as I said, it's a completely fresh start mentally, physically for me as well. So. As I said, I, I can't. I really can't wait to get back on a bike. I mean, I would like to have been back on a bike the previous two weekends, but the weather's not been really kind, kind to us. Uh, obviously, the the weather's been dreadful, so n- nobody's really been able to get to get back on a on a speedway track. You, your bikes are ready, and you're looking forward to, um, to to the new season. And of course, it kicks off as mentioned with your testimonial, the nineteenth of March, um, five o'clock. It's uh, Scunthorpe, of course, and um, yeah, you, you've got a cracking lineup. I, mean, I think obviously riders are, are, are ready, raring to go, and, and you've assembled um, a great field, and, and your lineup's complete as well now. So we can talk about all the riders. Yeah, absolutely. I'm obviously over at Moon to get me me lineup complete. That was sort of paramount for me before. Before you can really do much promoting, to be fair, so it was good to to get sixteen riders in my lineup, two reserves, and um, as I said, it'd be difficult to pick a winner from the field that I've assembled. I think the uh, I think your standouts is obviously Danny King, Bomber Harris, Charles Wright. You know, you have got three British champions. They they know how to win, and and they. I think can deal with the pressures of being a champion and a winner, and a couple of league champions as well from the Premiership with um, Jordan Palin, who of course doubles up with Scunthorpe, but Ulrich Ostergaard also going to be on show. And you mentioned some of the other names too, a few British champions joining the lineup in uh, Danny King, Chris Harris, and um, Charles Wright. It must be good for the riders as well at this stage of the season. You officially open the season and for the riders to you know, put general practice behind them and, and start pitting their wits against um, fellow professionals. Absolutely. It's the first, as, as you've mentioned, it's the first competitive meeting of the season. I'm really proud to be able to, to say that. You know, I'm opening the British domestic uh, calendar, which is... Um, I feel that I I deserved it for my for the service over quite a long period of time, especially for Scunthorpe. I think I did nine consecutive years there, eleven in total, including my conference league days. So, as I said, I'm just I'm just buzzing to get going. I'm looking forward to getting back on my bike and hopefully winning some races. And what's the format of the event going to be? Are you having uh, like a, a four-team tournament idea or is it going to be pairs or is it going to be a straight individual? How's it all going to run? It's basically uh, exactly like a Grand Prix. So there's 20 races, there's two semifinals and a final, which I wanted to go down that route to to give the supporters good value for money in terms of 20, 23 races for £16. I didn't think that, you know, I thought that were good value for money. The British youth are obviously doing the pre-meeting entertainment. I've, I've felt strongly about giving youth some track time as well because we've all been there. We've all been a youngster wanting to get out on track and 
ride different circuits to gain experience to help us throughout his career. So I felt that particularly the the youth riders, I did want to, you know, kick kickstart my event. And Scunthorpe is one of those tracks that really dedicates lots of time to the youth as well. And, and many riders have, have started their careers there, not least you know, Ty Wuffenden, <laughs> to name one. Um, Jordan Palin, of course, another one. Jordan Jenkins, who we also spoke to recently, another who spent a lot of time around the Scunthorpe training track. So um, it is a, a great facility for the youth. Yeah, absolutely. I think Scunthorpe is is very similar to sort of the Leicester setup where they can run practice and amateur events throughout the, the winter months. So it has been a... I mean, Scunthorpe in general has been a sort of a breeding ground for, for young riders, I think, both your Worrells came through uh, starting there, as, as you mentioned, Palin, Ty Wuffenden, myself. Um, yeah, there's been many lads that have that have probably taken the first laps at Scunthorpe. So it's it's definitely Scunthorpe as a club has made its mark within British Speedway. And a couple of those um, youth riders, uh, your track reserves as well, the uh, the McGurk brothers who have um, you know, attracted a lot of attention, I think obviously will continue to do so over the over the years as, the, as they make their way through the sport. But again, exciting for them to be lining up potentially um, against some of these well-known names. Absolutely. They uh, they only live down the road from me. I'm obviously, obviously, I live in Dewsbury and they're from Brighouse. And I just felt that, you know, let's give, some local lads just the the opportunity to be part of the event. So yeah, I think they'll both be chomping at the bit. Hopefully, you know they'll be hoping that someday it goes through the tape, so they get an opportunity to to get out on track with with some class riders, as as I mentioned before, bomber, bomber Danny and and Charles Charles Wright, British champions. That's uh, you know that's who the the could potentially line up against, which I think at you know at that age. I remember being that age and you, at the time, riders coming through would obviously have been like uh, your Ricartsons and stuff like that. I would have been, loved to have lined up against them guys and or a British champion at the time would have, I think it would have been Mark Laram, somebody like that, to be able to come up against. I mean, Mark Laram personally was uh, probably one of my favourite riders, I think, in terms of his... He's just a, he's my kind of rider. I would describe him as, in terms of give. But Bomber's very similar to 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 sort of Mark. I would say in terms of, absolutely gives everything within within the moment of a race and never gives in. Yeah, ex- exciting to watch, you know, as well, and and, and entertainer for the crowds. And obviously, I think riders clearly appreciate the the style as well, don't they? And uh, fantastic lineup, and, uh, and 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 of course, you're part of the lineup. You're 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 getting to line up against these as well, which of course is is probably nothing new for you. But um, for you, we're talking about your preseason preparations, and uh, you as important for you as 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 the rest of the riders to test yourself in in a in a meaningful match. Absolutely, it's. Com- as you mentioned before, it's competitive racing. You know, I'll still be lining up as I always do, want to wanting to win. Uh, as you know, all the other guys will want to win. You know, it's it's first meeting at season. You want to get your, you know, your calendar up and running, and and you know, it's the perfect way is, is to win. It's as simple as that to get to gain and build confidence throughout the season. So yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I just can't. I just can't wait to to compete again I, I, you know I thrive off the challenge and as I said I'm just looking forward to getting back on my bike and enjoying it a, a different part of Speedway for you as well that you've experienced um, that of being a promoter anybody you want to give a shout out to that's helped you put this together because a couple of episodes ago we spoke to to Lewis Kerr who has his meeting his testimonial the night after yours that same weekend and he was saying I never want to be a promoter <laughs> how's it all gone for you and, and who's helped you put this event together there's a lot of people that need mentioned for first and foremost the riders for committing to, to me event um, you know the supporters hopefully that, that are going to come out and experience it the sponsors, uh, Attis Insurance, who obviously sponsor Scunthorpe, they've they're, they're the meeting sponsor. First Electrical have sponsored all eight British youth riders, which is phenomenal. Um, 
I think I've got 15 out of the 16 riders currently sponsored. I mean, I could go on all day that the individually mentioning everybody, but the, I'll just have to say all the sponsors involved have been phenomenal because my I think you know that that when the first staging of it were cancelled, obviously I had to contact everybody and say, look, do you want your money returning or do you want to just can it just sit in in the testimonial account? And everybody said just keep hold of it, which is you know phenomenal. Really, they've all been. Incredible, incredibly understanding. So yeah, as I said, the, the sponsors, all the volunteers that'll help at the track as well. They've all said, "Yeah, we'll we're good for that for that date," which is brilliant. I think my family for putting up with me because it's been it as uh, as you've mentioned with Lewis. It is super stressful, super stressful. Um, and then anybody that I haven't mentioned, that everybody knows who's who's been involved with it. Julie Redding, another person that that's taken on a lot regarding it. She's been, done many testimonials over the years for many many riders. Rob for for allowing me to host the event there. Rob and Gail Godfrey. The list honestly just goes on on and on and on. It's and I you know if I've if I've forgotten anybody. I'm. Uh, I hold my hands up and say, you know, so, sorry that I forgot to mention them, but um, yeah, it's not as uh, easy as as slinging sixteen riders together, and that's your that that's it. There's so much more goes on behind the scenes. Referees, the insurance of the events. It's uh, yeah, it's most definitely opened my eyes regarding the organisation to a to a speedway meeting. I'll just run through the full lineup then, as it is, so that people know who's going to be there. Um, so the confirmed lineup then is uh, Danny King, Chris Harris, Ben Barker, Charles Wright, Jake Allen, Simon Lambert, Richard Lawson, Ryan Douglas, Jordan Palin, Kyle Howarth, yourself, Josh Orty, Paul Stark, Ulrich Ostergaard, Zane Kennedy, Tero Arneo and Kyle Newman and the uh, track reserves, Harry and Sam McGurk. Which uh, yeah, that's a strong lineup. You got to say, you got to be happy with that, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah, I really, I'm happy with it. That's um, it's diff- when you when you read the list out like that, it's difficult to pick a winner. But I th- I'm gonna go with you, like you. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bomber because he's he's my sort of ride. As I, as I said before, he's my sort of rider. Um, you know, if I've rode with him and against him, particularly my Coventry days, I. Uh, I would say that's when I got a, a really good friendship with him to be to be quite honest. And it's just when you when you're in a team with Bomber, it's like if you go into war, he would be that guy that I go, you're coming to war with me. Is that you know, he gives everything. He's a he's an absolute warrior. I mean the the year that Coventry won the league title where he, I think Lewis Bridger runs over him and he gets up, wins the rerun. I think in in that moment, in that meeting, if Bomber doesn't come out in that rerun, Coventry don't win that league title. It's as simple as that. Within that moment, gets up, dusts himself down, wins rerun, wins the rerun, and it's just as. I mean, I I was part of the squad at the time, but I I wasn't at that meeting. But I can imagine that an event like that gives everybody a collective lift in the team. When you know when something like that happens, and I think that almost like swung the the tie in in Coventry's favour at the time. So massive, massive moment. Um, and as I said, if uh, if you're going to war, you're taking Chris Harris with you. Simple as that. Yeah, that was an incredible moment. And we we talk about speedway riders being made of different stuff, but you know as far as that goes, Bomber is uh, Bomber's the top, isn't he? he? Just just keeps coming back. Nothing's going to stop him. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. And the Scunthorpe track, you know, some good racing and uh, look forward to seeing some of those those classic moves from Bomber as well. You know, see if he can uh, do his last to first move. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Put Bomber anywhere and he'll, he'll, his box office, isn't he? So, yeah, it'll be, as I said, I'm, well, quite honoured that he's given up his time to compete in my event. And, uh, you know, I really, really appreciate that all the lads have, um, you know, given the time up to, to race 
the, the Josh Orty testimonial. So the Josh Orty testimonial then, Saturday 19th of March. It starts at five o'clock at uh, Scunthorpe's Eddie Wright Raceway and uh, a great lineup if you're in the area and you can make it, then uh, then certainly um, you'll be in for a great evening. And I know there's some people that are planning on making a weekend of the, uh, the various... Uh, meetings are happening that weekend so there's yours on the Saturday there's Lewis Kerr on the Sunday and then you've got the Peter Craven meeting on the Monday so you can actually make um, a full um, three-day trip of it if you've got the time and uh, and the energy it's a great weekend really when you put it in that respect the the meetings that are on show and the riders that are going to be on show as well it's a great weekend and the meeting that begins it all in British Speedway is Saturday 19th of March, Josh Orty's testimonial meeting. It starts at 5 o'clock in Scunthorpe at the Eddie Wright Raceway. That confirmed lineup once again. Danny King of Poole and Ipswich, Chris Harris of Berwick and Peterborough, Ben Barker representing Plymouth, Charles Wright of Redcar and Bellevue, Jay Callan of Scunthorpe, Simon Lambert of Scunthorpe, Richard Lawson of Poole and Kings Lynn, Ryan Douglas of Scunthorpe and Wolverhampton, Jordan Palin of Scunthorpe and Peterborough, Kyle Howarth of Leicester and Sheffield, Josh Orty, the man himself, representing Birmingham, of course, um, Paul Stark, Newcastle and Ipswich, Ulrich Ostergaard of Glasgow and Peterborough, Zane Kennedy of Scunthorpe, Tero Arneo at Scunthorpe, and Carl Newman of Oxford with uh, track reserves, Harry and Sam McGurk who, of course, uh, represent the Bellevue Colts, and uh, they'll be the track reserves. The format very much like a Grand Prix with uh, 20 qualifying heats, two semi-finals, and a final. But what about the man himself? We're going to talk more to Josh Orty in just a moment, find out about his early days and uh, a look at his career through British Speedway so far. Of course, he's still got a long way to go. He's only 31. There's plenty ahead. And we'll also find out what his dream meeting might look like as well. All to come on Humans of Speedway. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Humans of Speedway. If you haven't already, now could be a good time to hit the like, follow, subscribe button or whatever it is on whichever app you're using to make sure you get all the new episodes straight to your device as soon as they're available. Uh, In this episode, we're talking with Josh Orty, who marks his testimonial year this year, although it's been delayed by the pandemic somewhat. Um, But let's find out about Josh's backstory right now, um, because Josh has been a fixture at a number of clubs across British Speedway over the course of his career. But Josh, how did you um, get involved in Speedway in the first place? Because I think most people, there's there's like a family link in some way. It's, it's a family introduction. And is, is that the same story for you as well? Yeah, absolutely. My dad, my dad were a British sand racing champion. So he, um, him and my dad swung me, basically got me a bike. And I used to go to like local football pitches or whatever and ride, and ride around. I mean, if you did that today, you'd be the police on you straight away. So, um yeah, got a, I think it were a, a PW50, a Yamaha PW50. So rode, rode around fields and and things like that. And then that progressed to sort of doing schoolboy grass track. And uh, from the ages of six to about 14, it was pretty much every weekend through the summer, uh, riding, riding at various different clubs, uh, various meetings. They did, obviously did the schoolboy championships i think i won four british titles in mid time uh, on the grass track so yeah they were fun they were fun times particularly um when you're a young kid going in the 
caravan with your family, camping out, just really good moments that, you know, you, you remember forever, to be honest. Dewsbury as an area, and I, I grew up in Dewsbury, as did you, but obviously Dewsbury has produced, or that area of West Yorkshire has produced some some great speedway riders of the time. Um I obviously didn't go down that route, and the closest I came was probably riding my BMX around the Heckmondwike Cycle Speedway track. Um, but for you, how did you actually take that on from from just riding your, your bike around fields and so on to to getting into Speedway a little more deeply and, and so on? I started doing sort of riding around before the meeting at Hull in the early 2000s. Eric were promoter there, and obviously Eric lived really close to, to where my granddad uh, lives so my granddad kind of approached Eric and said look can Josh ride round before the meeting which Eric um, agreed to um, I mean my, my granddad and dad uh, sorry my granddad and Eric are really good mates Eric regularly calls round to my granddad's uh, I think yeah I think he has a lot of respect for my granddad in terms of the how intelligent my granddad is in terms of he's a fantastic engineer as I've mentioned before, he's, he, he services all my engines and things like that. He's, he did all my engines in the schoolboy grass track scene as well. Straightens frames for myself. Um, James Sargent regularly calls around and drops frames off to be straightened. So he does everything really within, you know, anything from, well, he's, he's, he's built an engine up from scratch for me that, I, that I'm currently using at the minute. So... I've um, I regularly uh, well I've never found a job that he hasn't been able to do yet for me so um, yeah he's just somebody who I have the utmost respect for and the Eric you mentioned there of course is Eric Bucock who a former British champion a fellow Dewsbury lad a Halifax Dukes legend and um, also um, a, a team manager as well with, with Bradford Dukes and um, Sheffield, co-promoter at, at Hull Speedway, as, as you touched on as well. But somebody who's been there, seen it and done it all. And, and what a character to, to have in your corner. Eric's been a huge, huge influence on my career, especially from just from a young age. He's, he sort of said to me, look, Josh, if you do things right and treat it as a business and you know be serious about what you do, you can make it your career. And... Um, he, from a very early age, instilled into me, I, I say, the business side of sport, particularly. You know, he he started me on my journey, and is, as I said, I owe a hell of a lot to Eric in terms of just help, support in general. I had good good times with him when he was team manager at Sheffield as well. We came so close to winning the league title there. As you mentioned, there's not a, there's not anything he hasn't done or experienced within the sport so it's, it were and 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 from a personal point of view I've gained a really good friend from it all as well as you, as you mentioned the list of accolades is, is one throughout his racing career and as a manager as well he's he's quite simply a legend of the sport um, and I, I was lucky enough to to sort of cross paths with him at a young age and he 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 helped me massively throughout my career and still does. And you took Eric's advice. He said, you know, take this seriously, think of it as a business, put your mind to it, be a professional and, you know, there's a career in this for you. And what was it like then, your early stages, making your way into Speedway, um, earning some money, probably not very much, but but a bit of money and, and moving your way up through through the ranks and, of course, making that leap initially with Scunthorpe and then Redcar in the... Uh, what's now the championship leagues i found the initial transition particularly from sort of your conference league to your championship i found that difficult to begin with obviously as we mentioned if you're a young lad coming through and you you're winning races you know you're taking livelihood off the more experienced guys so i think i had a few moments where i probably got not you know knocked off but it were a tough it were a tough Eye-opening for me, you know, coming up against these guys. I would, I probably through racing nationally, I became accustomed to winning, and winning was easy. But the, you know, the step up you make, you're not winning as many races, and the races become tougher. 
and it it sort of it's it toughens you up, it hardens you up. I mean, it's so. I I think now it's even tougher for your likes of the the step up from nationally to championship is phenomenal now because you come up against riders that are riding in premiership as well. You know, I think is it something like fifty, sixty percent at riders ride in the championship as well as the premiership. So that gap is just huge. You know, if you're just a young lad coming out of National League and you're coming up against Chris Harris and Danny King and Craig Cook and um, Scott Nichols, all these guys, they're the seasoned pros. The experience they have, phenomenal. So it's it's really tough. And obviously, you know, that there is the, the financial aspects of, you know, coming from school, I had to, you know, insure my own van. Well, you know, being a 15-year-old kid, you, you're used to your parents and, you know, grandparents uh, financially supporting you. You know, the moment you turn 16, it's all these things you've got, you've got to think about and organise as well. It's, it, it were tough, particularly the, my first professional uh, season of racing with Redka. I remember not, like, not having a mechanic and my granddad who were, I think, 70 at the time, had to drive me every week to, to Redka to compete because I, I didn't have anybody and I, I wasn't old enough to drive. So they were they were particularly challenging times and I think I look back now and thought, yeah, they were tough, but it also, it also I think it makes you as if to think, you know, all these challenges you face and you've got to, you've just got to go out of on and, and conquer them almost. And you you move your way through the conveyor belt of Speedway, I suppose. You you mentioned you rode for for Redco for a a couple of seasons, and and then after that you rode for Sheffield. You were loaned out from Coventry uh, to Sheffield for. You see, I I was surprised looking back. I thought you rode for Sheffield for like five or six years, or or maybe more. But it's just my impression. I used to go go along to Sheffield quite a bit at that era, and. I was surprised that you you rode from just between 2009 and 2011, and, and a relatively short amount of time, really. But again, a, 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 a period where Sheffield were were pretty strong, but just missed out on those those league titles that they probably should have won. It does seem like I was at Sheffield longer. Uh, I were only there three seasons, which sounds uh, not that long, but I had good, good memories there. I think the move from Redka. Uh, to Sheffield at, at second division level, it really, I mean, it, it wasn't just the the track. I were, I was living in Dewsbury, which were a 45 minute drive to Sheffield for a, for a home meeting. I'm, I'm one for, I'm under the impression that if you can cut traveling time to your home event, uh, to your home track, it is a huge benefit to you because you're not spending it traveling. You know, you're fresh, don't get me wrong, when you've travelled like five hours, particularly to Edinburgh on a Friday Friday evening, it takes it out of you. If you're continuously doing that throughout the season, it takes its toll. So, you know, you want to make everything as easy as possible for you in order for you to score good a good amount of points to make a living from. So if you can make things easier, it, it most definitely helps. So that in terms of... The move from Redka to Sheffield helped it cut out probably 45 minutes, well, in total, an hour and a half off travelling time, which which helps you. I could, I could uh, set off at four o'clock in the afternoon and be at Sheffield for, for five o'clock easy. Whereas obviously with, with Redka, it were, a, it were an hour and a half one way, so it were, I had to set off a bit earlier, which... Um, which which helps. I think the travelling time helps, and and as well, Eric were manager there. I think with him knowing me as a person, he, he managed me um, a lot. I think it's being a, being a good manager. You know, it's it's knowing when to give a rider a kick up ass and and to to put an arm around a rider, and he he knew when to give me a kick up kick up the backside and went to put an arm around me. You know, it's almost feeling loved by that manager. And, you know, 
by managing me right, it got, a, you know, it got me to score a lot of points for the club, and which were beneficial for Sheffield. Sheffield is um, a little bit different in, in British Speedway, isn't it? That firstly, not every rider has has mastered it because there is a trick to it, but it's so fast and that's unusual because it's inside a dog track. Many of the tracks inside dog tracks, for example, Wolverhampton or Newcastle, you know, very tight on the bends really. Whereas Sheffield, it's full throttle the whole way. Yeah, it's it it's a terrific venue as well. I think it's a brilliant stadium, brilliant track. It's always well prepared. It's um it's just a brilliant stage to be on there. It's had some good you know, it's held some great meetings. I think it held the World Cup in 2002. I think it held a, um, a semi-final there, if I seem to recall. It's had some, you know, it's the Championship Riders final as well. It's mainly held at Sheffield. It's held some really great meetings. So it's just a great place and a good, I think Sheffield in particular has always been a good speedway town. Uh, well, city, you know, it's always had speedway in the city. So it's yeah, it's it's a, as you mentioned, great track, great stadium, great facilities there. It's, you know the the geared up for success. Sheffield, as I say, it is it is a big track, but there it is also still in its own way a technical track, and you can you can see the the riders that have had experience around there and, and know exactly where to put the bike versus those that, that haven't. Um, usually it's that first and second turn and, and down that first back straight, really. But what is the key to mastering Ollerton? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like a, a te- technique of allowing the, the bike to sort of, you're keeping your wheels in right line and not really scrubbing your speed off by turning too hard. Whereas you, if you went to somewhere like Wolverhampton, it's almost a tough, you know, it's chalk and cheese is Wolverhampton to Sheffield. It's a tight circuit. So you, you've you've got to, turn and force the bike to turn almost whereas at Sheffield you're kind of going against wanting to turn as hard because you're trying to keep your wheels in line to generate speed so yeah it's there's I th- I, I, yeah I would say yeah there is a certainly a t- technique uh, to, to, to you know as I said keeping your wheels in line and and, and you know keeping that momentum similarly though for um Coventry which is where you went next I mean again sadly it's a track that's that's currently well, I would say no more uh, because there's still hope and, and and people are doing what they can to to save um, Coventry as we well know which is one of the again the, one of the iconic venues in British Speedway that's held British finals and intercontinental finals and all this kind of stuff in fact Grand Prix the first British Grand Prix was uh, was held at, at Coventry such as its importance um, but again um one of those tracks that's inside a a dog track, but quite a big one, quite a fast one, sort of in contrast to the likes of Wolverhampton. You know, Coventry was a quick track. Yeah, Co- Coventry were a super fast track. It's and another brilliant, another brilliant venue as well. Stadium were, were mega. Yeah, it's really sad to see pictures of the state it's in right now. It's uh, I try and avoid looking at them. Really, it's just sad. It's just a sad state of affairs. As you, as you mentioned, the whole first. British Grand Prix to be held there. You know, I remember the great, great nights when when Coventry won the playoffs and everything. Phenomenal moments uh, within within Speedway, and it's just. I really hope it comes back because it's be a huge, huge loss to to not to British Speedway massively. We're probably getting to the point where there's a whole generation of younger fans now who never experienced Coventry, never even knew it as a team, unfortunately. But it was a, you know, an iconic name is an iconic name in in British Speedway. That if it were to come back, would be just huge, and and we hope that that one day is the case. I'd certainly put it up there with probably the most legendary. I'd say Bellevue is. If you go anywhere, I mean, I've rode in Australia and places like that. If you help show that in Bellevue, Aces colours, they know who they are uh, above anybody else. I think I, I would. Certainly think that that Bellevue were probably the most legendary, but Coventry are most certainly up there with them. And yeah, it was just a good time. I think owners, I mean, the owners come in and the the finance the finances help to be successful. 
and the owner at Coventry certainly flexed his financial power in terms of investing within the club. Everything in terms of just the the pay, paying the track staff, obviously helping the the riders to 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 get sponsors to be able to buy the best equipment. Everything everything has to be geared up and finances play a massive part in that if you want to be successful. So, you know, that as I said, the owners definitely definitely financed the the financial period, uh, the the successful period that Coventry had. There were you know, it were always Coventry or Poole, particularly in the in the from sort of two thousand and five to sort of two thousand and ten I'd say in that period. You know, it were it were between Pool and and Coventry for who, who won the who won the, the the top division title. You know, fingers crossed that the the council help. I I think the council play a massive part, um, particularly in Coventry area for for Speedway. And I, you know, from what the mess the the messages and vibe that I'm that I'm getting told is that the council want the Speedway to come back. That you know they don't want to sell the the. The venue for housing. So yeah, just fingers crossed that. I think the public as well can help get get Coventry Speedway back up and running. It'd be be a fantastic fantastic acquisition, particularly for the top division because I've always been a top division club. So yeah, well, fingers crossed that that summit turns out there. Scunthorpe, of course, is the the club that you've you've ridden for the most um, in in any of the leagues, and um, obviously that's the reason you're having your your testimonial there. But you've had nine solid years there, and we talked about it coming to a a bit of a a, a, a dramatic halt in 2021. But up until that point, though, you've you've enjoyed some some terrific times with Scunthorpe, and uh, you know if you're riding for any club for that amount of time, you you must enjoy your time there. Yeah, absolutely. The the supporters have been phenomenal there. The I very much relate to them. They're a very it's a very working class town. The work, there's an old guy there that that comes with a um a disabled lad who always speaks to me before every meeting. Um just a phenomenal guy, just um just nice personal moments like that. You get a you know, I know, I know a lot of people there, so it's it were it was sad to see it end, but Everything comes to an end eventually. I would have, I would have liked to have won more trophies within that period as well. I think from the first season I moved there we, in twenty twelve, we won the league title and then never really came close to to winning it again. Really, we were very. There were there were some moments within the seasons where. Um, Issues happened. I think there was one year where Dougie Ryan Douglas didn't get his visa in time or whatever, so he missed a, a period at start of season, which, um, you know, if you've if you've lost sort of three matches within within start of season, you know, you've lost them them you know you've almost lost nine points that that could be difference between you know getting into them playoffs and winning league championship and not. Um, I think we lost Stevie Worrell one year in 2018 as number one. Just we never seemed to really have uh, have any luck on a side after after winning it in 2012. So, but you you know luck plays a part. I don't care what anybody says in sport. It's that is the it almost tips the balance in the in the in the team that wins. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed. I'd say about ninety percent of my time there. You know, you don't you don't enjoy uh, the meetings that you lose, um, but I won I won a fair few in my time, which were good. So yeah, I've got fond fond memories that I'll uh, you know that I'm going to remember for for the rest of my life. Well, this is it, and you, you'll always be uh, held in high regard at Scunthorpe, and uh, obviously that's why people are going to be turning out for you at your uh, at your testimonial um, at the start of the season. Um, one other thing, just to mention, you, you, you touched on that you, you rode in Australia, and and it was a very unusual situation in many respects. In that you you took part in the Queensland State Championship, and uh, also the Jack Young Solo Cup, and and you, you did pretty well, has to say. Yeah, the first year I went out there were <clears throat> I really got Marcus and Ben Williams were just 
unbelievable that you know that they treat treat us like their own sons. We were treat like kings over there. Um, unbelievable memories. Um, you know, there were first year we went out. I think there were me, Brendan Johnson, Adam Raffle, Kyle Newman, Gino Manzares. Um, and then they want they obviously wanted to expand it to like a seven man team. The second year, the, I think both the Warrells came out. Kyle Howarth came out, and obviously you got seven lads living under one roof. You can imagine the the mayhem that that we caused. So, yeah, if just phenomenal times and memories that that I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life again. Um, yeah, the the first year I went out in '09, won quite a lot of races, which were good. I think um, the the big one were winning the the Queensland title to to Darcy Ward at, at Brisbane, were uh, were huge. Um, and that it were only when uh, Marcus Williams mentioned to me, I forgot that 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 meeting I had. Uh, I got a mass. I got an eye infection, a really bad eye infection from uh, from my contact lenses. So we're having to. I can't. I can't remember this because all I remember were winning. But I, the the issues I had in that meeting, I were I were lucky to even compete in it. To be fair. So to to win and and have all them is, ongoing issues within the meeting, I, I remember having to take my contact lenses and clean them out throughout the meeting, which is just. It's not ideal in a in a super dusty environment, and you're taking a contact lens in and out and and everything. Um, the meeting itself didn't didn't really go that well for me. I think I scraped through into the semi final and then won the semi final and then won the final. I was by no means most consistent rider at night, but I ended up coming away with the trophy, which were which were great. Um, so yeah, it were there were there were great moments, great memories. Always great to win some kind of title and on the on the doorstep of the Aussies, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it what? Yeah, we we celebrated that night. We're good, We're very good. <laughs> Sounds great. What happens in Australia stays in Australia. But coming next. We're going to find out what Josh Orty's dream speedway meeting would look like. His dream track, dream stadium, all-time one to seven, and much, much more. On the way next on Humans of Speedway. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. My guest this time is Josh Orty, who has spent time with a number of British Speedway clubs over the course of his career, most notably Scunthorpe, and that's where he's going to be having his testimonial meeting, which opens the 2022 Speedway season on the 19th of March, but also spent time with the Red Car Bears, Sheffield Tigers, the Coventry Bees, the Birmingham Brummies, the Leicester Lions, and uh, a spell with Kings Lynn as well. So, Quite a few clubs covered, and right now he's going to describe and design his dream speedway meeting, which I know that in many ways he has done in creating his testimonial, but right now uh, it, we're going to find out if there were no rules, no limitations, what would make his dream meeting. So the first question for you, Josh, is uh, if you were going to choose the perfect track, which track would you choose to host your dream speedway meeting on? 
I would have to say Scunthorpe. I do think it produces the best racing, but I'm going to say a close second would be a track in Australia called Gilman. And I had some... Uh, is that, I think that might have been where I won the Jack Young Cup, actually. That's the Jack Young Cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah that were... I really, really enjoyed racing that track, and I'd love to see a Grand Prix there, actually. I think that will produce some unbelievable racing at Grand Prix level. It's not a particularly... Uh, big track I think it were around about the 285 metre mark but I had some great races races there and I thought wow this if this could host a Grand Prix it'd be amazing so Gilman would be a close second but I'd, I'm going to go with Scunthorpe because I've seen some particularly in the in the time that I had off in 2022 I thought I saw some great races there and it'll it'll continue to produce great racing there because it's got it's you know it's it's wide enough, and it's not particularly a a big a super big track where riders can sort of once they get the wheels in line and gener- generate that speed from from sort of the start. Um, I th- I think in terms of entertainment value, Scunthorpe produces the best racing. Okay, Scunny then for the track. If you're going to put the Scunthorpe track in a bigger stadium, though, for the atmosphere and stuff, where would you put it? It's got to be Millennium Stadium. Yeah, always good. Unbelievable. I did, a, obviously, our track reserve at, at the Grand Prix there twice and yes. um, just thought, wow, wow, what a stadium. Phenomenal. And I, weirdly, I went there when I was, uh, I think I were 11. My dad took me to watch Man United versus Liverpool in the community shield, which were lost. <laughs> I think Liverpool scored in the first 10 minutes. I think they got a penalty in the first 10 minutes and uh, we were at that end where they, where they scored it. Oh, so it was just weird that I went to watch a football game there and then sort of 10 years later I was riding a speedway back there. It's quite a while ago now, isn't it? But you were a uh, track reserve at one of the Grand Prix, and uh, you were you were called into action. You got your moment. Yeah, I got I got a, I got to ride. I did a race in 2013. Um, oh, that's right. You pick up a point. Yes, yeah, I scored a point. I beat Antonio Limbach, which were so I got a GP point, which were cool. Coming up in heat 18, Josh Orty replaces the injured Ty Woffenden. Orty, who rides for the Birmingham Brummies in the Elite League for Scunthorpe in the Premier League, and uh, Josh is uh, a young man widely regarded with a bright future in the sport. The introductions are one thing, but then to actually go out, you know, in a, in a meaningful, you know, a proper race and, and all that in, in the Grand Prix, it must be pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, well, it was well, well, pretty nerve-wracking, but once once that tapes, has, tapes have gone up and you're in that first corner, it's the whole focus is on scoring some points and winning and choosing the right lines. If, some, if a rider's in front, he kind of... Yeah, he's gone. You kind of gauge him what the rider in front of you is in front of you is doing. So if he's gone wide, you like I kind of think, oh, let's try and get underneath him. If I gain any 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 momentum on him, stay there. And then if I don't, move to move to a different part of the track. It's um, particularly in my my head. That's what what I'm always thinking. Where 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 to ride to to sort of go fast. Holder off the inside, Orty off gate number two, Lindback off three and Harris off the outside. Holder's best score this season, 14 in Gothenburg. Uh, can he be- beat that tonight? He's made a good start there and now has that lead. Josh Orty is in second place and then <laughs> I'll tell you what. Fantastic experience though and days like that don't come round very often. Let's look at your dream team now, your all-time one to seven. I imagine there'll be a few Grand Prix stars that, that maybe make this, but talk us through your dream team then from one to seven. Who would make it? I think Tony Rickardson's got to be up there. Six times world champ. I mean, that's ridiculous, really. Um, Mark Laram's got... Mark Laram's in there because of, obviously, just the amount of respect that I have for him. Uh, Lionsy, Jason Lyons is in there because I had a lot of respect for him competing against him. Uh, Bomber, Danny Danny King, close friend as well. I'd like to throw him in there. Done road, road throughout my grass track uh, career against. Well, I didn't comp 
race against him, but it was always at events. So that's how I, how I knew Danny from such a young age. I'm going to stick Ricky in there because he's another close friend of mine. Ricky Ashworth, um, obviously, uh, suffered career-ending injuries. Um, really sad to see. And then probably another one, I'm going to stick Gary Stead in there. Another friend of mine that's, um, again, suffered career-ending injuries as well. But they, they have, both them guys have quite a big influence on me. I mean, Gary lives down the road from me, so, you know, I often swing by and have sort of a brew with him and, and a bit of a catch-up. And he's um, he's always one that's, um, you know, always puts an arm around me and, and uh, you know, he's, he's a friend more than anything, to be honest. No, that's, that's great. And a great lineup. I'm sure that, uh, you know, if, if they're in their uh, in their heydays and stuff, that would be quite some, um, some clash if they were all able to ride together. Um so, who would be the referee? Have you got a have you got a particular referee that you're a fan? Yeah, Tony Steele. Tony Steele. Tony Steele. Another vote for Tony Steele. He's he, he is the yeah. most. I think he's he's certainly the most respected among the people that I've interviewed in the past. Is the name that comes up often. Absolutely, the riders respect him more more than anything, which is good. He's just probably the the best referee. It's as simple as that. Tony Steele. If you were going to change a rule of speedway. What would you change? If somebody's anticipated a start, just let it go. The, the, that that rider's chanced it, and they've you know they've they've uh, played the game and, and got and, and got away with it instead of bringing it back. Yeah, I don't think us riders like getting brought back to tapes again and again after somebody's jumped it or whatever. Just let it go. I mean, it'd be really interesting to do a meeting where riders are actually allowed to touch the tapes like how it used to be back in the day. That'd be, I think, that'd be. Really, in, I'd be quite interested in doing that, to be honest, because it adds a different element, particularly to the start as well. You know, you've got a lot more things to think about almost. That Oh, yeah, your, your tapes can be touched and knocked. So, yeah, it'd be, be an interesting one, though. Because you could be knocking the tapes, but I suppose you could it could penalise yourself in a way because you could be on the... You could be pulling your bike back at the point the tapes go up, in which case... Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It adds it adds a totally different element to it all. Yeah, double or quits. And and if there was um, a team that was going to race against your your all stars, like an actual team that has existed uh, in the past, wh- which team would you love to see lining up? Possibly the Somerset team that uh, Scunthorpe beaten in twenty twelve. I'd like to see uh, that again, almost a rematch with same riders. That'd be probably one. Um, the 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 pool era were were phenomenal, when Paul had Ricards and Lee Adams, Antonio Limbach. I mean that could smash anybody really, the team that they had. So yeah, probably the summer set of twenty twelve or particularly pools of um, whatever year they had. Uh, I think they had Tony Ricards and Lee Adams, Bjarni Pedersen, Antonio Limbach all in the same lineup. I mean you got four Grand Prix riders in there. In a lineup, there. It's it's not bad, is it? <laughs> it's not it's bad. Ridiculous, really. To be fair, <laughs> it's almost Ipswich, uh, Ipswich '98, but not not quite. But uh, it's it's that kind of ilk, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Sounds like a tremendous meeting, and, and and thanks very much for joining us, Josh, and telling us a bit about yourself. And uh, of course, all the best with your testimonial meeting. The nineteenth of March is the opening date of the British Speedway season, and Josh Orty's testimonial is the very first fixture at the Eddie Wright Raceway in Scunthorpe. Get yourself down there. It's a five o'clock start, and um, a, a great lineup of riders and a great. Um, evening of entertainment uh, is going to be in store and uh, all the very best of luck with it Josh and uh, all the best for the season ahead as well and here's to a good one for you to uh, to make up for, for what happened last year yeah that's brilliant Thank you know, thanks for having me on the show and I'll, I'll, uh, I'd love to do it again sometime our pleasure my thanks once again to Josh Orty for joining us on this episode 
of Humans of Speedway. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as uh, as I have. And uh, don't forget Josh's big events once again. The date you need, 19th of March. It's a five o'clock start at the Eddie Wright Raceway in Scunthorpe. One of our previous episodes from just the other week was with Lewis Kerr, and his testimonial is the day after that, Sunday, March 20th. Find about, out about Louis Kerr in uh, that previous episode. And uh, it won't be long to wait for the Ben Fund Bonanza. And uh, the previous episode to this was with Paul Aykroyd, who tells us all about his career as a top referee, 28 years refereeing Speedway. He's got some good stories and a good insight into uh, the life of a referee, but he's also the chairman of the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund, which is the world's only charity, and we've got it right here in this country, that helps injured Speedway riders. So find out more about that and also about the Ben Fund Bonanza meeting, which will be on Sunday, March 27th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at Peterborough. Thanks once again for joining us. Um, We'll be back with you with another episode very soon. In the meantime, take care, and we'll speak to you soon on the next Humans of Speedway. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.